With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. AT in for Harmon tonight. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The debut of Victor Wembenyama in the Spurs win tonight. Nine points, eight rebounds, five blocks, two for 13 from the floor. There was some good. There was some weird. And no one better to break it down with us than the man who had a front row seat to it, covering Summer League in Vegas, longtime NBA insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina. He sat right next to Britney Spears and watched the whole game. Mark, what was that like? Well, I think there was some uh, shorting fraud going on because of uh, all these allegations. You know what? We were uh, talking about comparisons. We were wondering, is, did we see the next Anthony Bennett up close or what? Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take. All right. So, wow. That's a blast from the past. Wow. I'll take, take forward number one overall picks. Uh, so well, what did you think tonight? You, you got to see him up close. There's some things I liked. I, we, you know, Aaron Torres and I talked about we liked his court vision. He looks like he's going to be a really good passing big man sooner rather than later. Not as aggressive as he probably needed to be when he got the ball. So there's some good, some bad. Well, what did you think from, from seeing him? 
Yeah, well, clearly, as you guys know, I'm being facetious about the early comparisons. I think that Victor's no too late. Too late. I already put that out on Twitter. Too late. Mark Mark Medina says Victor Wembanyama is the new Tony Bennett, and I put a picture of Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga up. So, so there's that. Love it. Love it. Love it. There you go. Um, Imagine if he was next Tony Bennett, like just singing. He just quit and started singing. Oh, sorry. Go. Well, I was going to say I was going to say the comparison is not apt because Anthony Bennett actually played well in summer league. Oh, no! I got to put that out on Twitter again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that makes threads. You got to be on threads for that one, Mark. That was a good one. Okay, but in all seriousness, hopefully this gets on Twitter and threads, too, is that Victor's going to be fine. He's, he's going to have a successful season. But I think in the short term, no doubt, fans that were here were at least hoping that there would be some, like, cool highlight real moments. And really the only highlight reel was when he got dunked on by Kai Jones, but I think you guys hit on the head that he had a lot of good comfort with his movement. He had some good passing, some good defense. I think the negative beyond the obvious missed shots is that he seemed to be trying too hard, which is understandable, but he was also getting very frustrated with, you know, fouls being called against him or whether when opponents were being very physical. I remember one time in particular and he got called for a foul, and he was incredulous because his opponent like elbowed him in the throat, and so he has a right to upset, be upset. But I do wonder, is that the inevitable recipe that he's going to be facing this uh, rookie season, where guys are going to just try to see how much they can rough him up because of the whole mo that he's not, you know, this muscle builder body type, and see if it gets him off his game. And I know that ahead of this, a lot of people around the NBA expected that that would be an adjustment but they also didn't think it was going to inhibit him from showing the rest of his skills as a passer, as a scorer, as a good post-up player, uh, occasional outside shooter, and, you know, the work that he puts in to get better. But, yeah, uh, summer league debut, I guess the Silver Lions, it only can get better from here. That's really interesting, Mark. So, you, because, I, I, you know, we're watching in studio here. I didn't see that emotion on TV. He was kind of a little bit um, – yeah, for lack of a better term, emotional about uh, – not emotional, but you know what I mean, like a little whatever about some, some ticky-tack calls and, and, and people bodying them up? Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I think you can look at that from two lens, Aaron. One, the silver lining, it, it's, it's a good thing because he shows he cares. He's competitive. He wants to win. I think the negative part of that is that things aren't going to go your way in a basketball game and cannot throw your game off. And so especially because of his physique and that he's a rookie – it just seems like that that's going to be the inevitable approach that defenders put on him. Let's be physical. Let's knock him off his game. Let's try to get him frustrated uh, and then see what happens. But, you know, obviously this is a learning experience. And when there's people, you know, around the league, town evaluators, they don't put a lot of stock in summer league. And so when they're thinking big picture, while they do know that this is an adjustment, it could take up to three years for him to not like be a you know, complete you know, bulky, big man like Shaq, but enough to withstand the physical pounding. They think that he has a body of work that will still show he's a great player, but clearly he has a lot to work on to, to showcase that. 
You know, he kind of reminds me of, if you're looking for an app comparison to where, how his career is going to go. Like, you know, you want to compare him to LeBron because he's that kind of prospect. Well, LeBron came in with an NBA-ready body at 18 and dominated right away. For Wembenyama, I kind of look at it, it's going to be a lot like Giannis, where he's going to need some time for his skill set to grow into his body and for that to match. And when that happens, that's the kind of player I expect to see. Now, could it be three months? Could it be a year? Could it be a year and a half? Yeah, but he's going to need that when, when, when my talent and my body can sync up. That's when it's really going to start happening for him. Yeah, I see the talent and body comparison, but as far as him and Giannis, I do see some differences here because when Giannis entered the league, he frankly didn't really have any skills. He had athleticism, and that was it. And I think the good thing for Victor is he does have basketball skills. He has instincts. He has fundamentals. So I think it's about, I think, more to the earlier point that you mentioned about matching those skills with his body type. Uh, The good thing is that's not going to be his game. He's not the physique power guy like Shaq. He's going to always be this finesse kind of player. But I think regardless of that, you still need to be able to withstand withstand the physicality from other opponents. Um, But I think, you know, even beyond that, he's got to make shots. He's got to know the timing of things, the rhythm of things. And I think, ironically, when he wasn't having the ball, he showed a lot of comfort level with his movement. But once he had the ball, it seemed like he was forcing a lot of things. There were a few possessions when he was posting up and Charles was throwing like three or four bodies at him and he was getting all these turnovers. And so that's where it's about yeah, maybe this is a guy who's trying too hard a little bit. Let's slow it down and be patient with the process. Mark, uh, you know, first of all, one thing I told Jason a minute ago, I, I actually give credit to the Spurs. I mean, the the, the fans wanted to show the fans got uh, at least got him on the court. They brought him back on the court with about four minutes to go, and it would have been e- easy to shut him down. Two kind of quick questions that are kind of intertwined. One, do we have any sense for how much he's going to play at Summer League? But two, is there any official plan on how they'll use him next year? I mean, you know, we, we live in an era where guys don't play 82 games a year anymore, let alone uh, a rookie coming into the league for, for the first time on what we expect to be a non-contender. Do you have any sense for both this week, but then the bigger picture of year one, how much the, uh, the, what, how, how the Spurs plan on using him? Yeah, I don't have the sense of exact details, but I have the exact sense of the the big picture. The Spurs aren't sharing all this, but people around the league expect that he's going to have a limited workload in summer league. You know, maybe he plays another game, but probably nothing beyond that. But that's in line with what most teams do with their lottery players, regardless of whether they have an injury. They shut them down after opening weekend. But to your other question about his rookie season, there's a strong expectation from other people around the league that there's no way he's playing 82 games. And part of that is because of his body type, the physicality, his workload of playing professionally in France for a good chunk of time. Uh, And also I think to just temper the expectations that as much as the Spurs want to win right away, they're not expected to be a playoff team next season. So there's almost kind of a, a freedom and uh, that that they might be able to have of kind of treating this season as a mulligan of it's it's actually about player development, nothing else. So I don't know how many games it's going to be, but it's not going to be 82, and I want to be surprised that when it comes to back to back, he's not going to 
play any of them. I mean, he'll just play one of them and then go from there. Oh, no, well, for everybody, Mark, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing. You know, we've talked about this a lot the last uh, couple of weeks. We talked about free agency and teams getting older. Like, 65 is the new 82. Like, I don't, expect to see, I don't expect to see any star player play more than 65 games. And the ones that will play 65 will be the ones that really want the awards at the end because that's how many you have to play in. The guys that don't care will play 60. I mean, really, that, that's kind of the new norm now for stars. And, and for, for Wembenyama, I like it because I want his body to get used to the NBA pounding and not be Greg Oden or you get hurt very early. And, and same thing with Chet Holmgren, whose body's not ready. But, yeah, I look at 65 as the top number. You, you guys are going to miss 50. And this is if you're healthy all the way through. You're going to miss 17 games to 20 games a year just for general rest all the star players will. Yeah, I think 65, you're dead on because that's the minimum uh, number of games that players have to meet for being eligible for awards. So in Victor's case, he could still be eligible for that Rookie of the Year award. And I think that even with all the concerns that I'm outlining here, people around the league, and I certainly expect this as well, he's going to live up to the hype as far as showing that he has those elite skills that we mentioned about passing, defending, playing really hard, being a team player, being you know a gym rat through the game. And he's going to make an impact with that. But um, I think the other thing that we have to stress here is that the Spurs aren't being conservative with him out of concern that he's injury-prone. If that was the case, I don't think they would have drafted him. Um, and while there's certainly question marks about his height, and just historically how guys of his stature could have injuries. I don't think a lot of people around the league are concerned about his medicals because in France he didn't have a lot of injuries. And so really it's more about just phasing him into everything. And I think that should leave you know Spurs fans comforted that you know poor summer league debut, probably limited workload rookie season might be frustrating, but – yeah, the big picture is going to be a lot of good stuff for them to feel good about. Mark, so I was reading up a little bit on the mid—I don't know if you call it mid. I mean, uh, the 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 in-season tournament. Um, I think it was Adrian Wojnarowski, December seventh and the ninth. They're going to be the semifinals and finals. Feels a little early to me. Like I, I get that, you know, whatever. But I also the the whole thought was to create interest in the regular season. But now you're playing it in early December, and at least in one of those nights, you're going up against Thursday night NFL football. Just your thoughts and what you've heard about this in season tournament so far, because I think we got a little bit of details this week. Yeah, well, I will be honest. I'll get even more details tomorrow because some league officials are planning to be available in Vegas to answer some of these questions, but. My early thoughts on this was partly what you said. I was struck that was so early in the season because there is, even though it can't compare to the NFL as the regular season, there is a little bit of buzz of opening night, and it seems too soon to put that in there. And also, they treated Christmas Day games as those marquee events and the unofficial start of the regular season. So I thought that they would have it basically after the new year before all-star break as a way to, you know, get, get them out of kind of the dog days of the regular season. But regardless of that, my initial thoughts is that clearly they're doing this for, you know, ratings purposes, ultimate revenue purposes, create more meaning for non-playoff games. But I do have a fear that's just going to create more problems. And here's what I mean. You could have teams that care about this planned tournament for whatever reason, so they're going to, you know, compete. 
And there might be teams that don't. And so they're going to sit their guys or not give a full effort. And then it'll flip on its own for the normal regular season games where maybe the, the contenders, winners of the in-season tournament, they're going to start having nights off and once they get back to the regular season or before it. Uh, so I, I just feel like this whole idea of this is a way to provide a solution to all the load management or disinterest in non-playoff games isn't going to fundamentally solve that problem. It's just adding a new thing that could create revenue. But it is a business, so I guess that shouldn't be surprising. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm okay because Tommy Pham apparently is the Mets' best player. I'm okay. I'm okay with hearing this song because that news is really depressing. But I'm glad to hear Tommy Pham probably is the Mets' best player. <laughs> They're all stars. Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Aaron Torres, in for Mike Harmon tonight, live from the TireRack.com studios. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You think I'm kidding, Aratoris. Tommy Pham just made a catch at the wall to keep the game tied and baited a Padres player into making a huge base running mistake, threw him out at third base. Tommy Pham is the Mets' best player. I don't think you're kidding because I don't know enough about the Mets to counter you with like, no, it's Francisco Lindor. No, no. it's this guy. Tommy Pham is a Mets best player. That's and great. I'm saying this is like, I can't believe this. Tommy That's Pham bleeping is a Mets sad, yo. I'm, Tommy Pham is a Mets best player. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd say. Why but really yet quick here we has are. it gone so bad? Because they suck. Because they got old. They got old right away. And uh, when you get old, it happens overnight. And it doesn't happen slowly. It happens all at once. And the Mets have a bunch of 33, 34, 35-year-old guys and two pitchers who were 39 and 40 who you're expecting to anchor the rotation who have just been okay that are probably done being aces. And it happened overnight. And you thought, well, Verlander and Scherzer will still be really good. Nope. Scherzer looked like he was slowing down last year. And Verlander, it happened to him all at once. So, yeah, that's how it goes. The Mets, the Mets got old. Right? And that was my one fear. I said right away, what's the deal with the, the – my biggest fear is the Mets are going to get old right away. That's the only thing. The only thing slowing them down. they got a lot of talent. And that's what happened. That's why here they are, you know, five games under 500, playing the Padres, who are also just as disappointing. But because they play in San Diego, people don't care as much. So that's where we're at. That is indisputable. I don't disagree mm-hmm. with that. Uh, another thing I want indisputable because I meant, meant to talk about this as well. Uh, so today we finally went to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. No I, spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Because he crashes you. plane at uh, Santa Monica Airport. Uh, yes, and there there is a bit. Yeah, it, it's actually was was at a golf course. Uh, first of all, I will say this: the Dial of Destiny still is the stupidest title. I don't understand how that got through. We're going to call it the. Dude, Dial he's like of ninety. Destiny. I know. I get it's about a dial, and, and I get it. It's a, but I mean, really, the dial of death. What the hell is the dial? It sounds like well, they a got title. your money. It sounds like it's, well, it's Indiana Jones. I mean, I'm going to go see it. Uh, I mean, in Dial of Destiny sounds like a title an eight-year-old came up with in, uh, in three minutes. How about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Hey, that's good. Let's ma- I mean, that's just They a got your title. money, though. It's just a stupid title. But here's the thing. I'm glad they got my money because this is a non-spoiler review. The first half of the movie is amazingly good. I'm sitting here saying, how are the reviews of this, Luke? I don't understand. The first half of this movie is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's like, it's a, I mean, they found a way to make it thrilling and not make it seem too plausibly deniable with with Indiana Jones being 80, you know, during this and the adventures going on. And Phoebe Waller-Bridges is fantastic. She, like, it's she's the birth of a new action lead superstar. She is absolutely terrific in this entire movie. The first half of the movie is so good. And then, I'm not lying, it's about 45 minutes too long. 
It is way, way, way too long. It's two and a half hours, and there was a point where I said, this movie just got too long, and I think it's got about 45 minutes left to go. And it really was. Then it got convoluted. It got, it got, we, it got trying to follow it a little bit. It got strange, and it tried to do all these different things in the last 40. I'm like, this movie needed to have here, here, and end. It's really, it's like, it's like 45. It needed to be about an hour, 45, hour, two hours at the most. 2.30? Oh, my goodness. I'm just going, when is this over? Jason. When, when is this going to be over? How is that Seriously. not a spoiler? When's it going to be over? You what just you told people to leave halfway through. If you leave halfway through, you're going to think, this is the best Indiana Jones since uh, uh, the third one, since uh, Last Crusade. This is the best Indiana Jones they've had in 20 years. Because it is. It's just done so well, and I'm so, I was so excited. And then I'm like, this just got really long, man. I mean, really So if you leave halfway, long. are you good? Like, you don't even have to know what goes on? You're just good, uh, right? Yeah, you're good. If you leave halfway, you would, you would feel like, man, I just saw, I just saw a great movie. I just saw a great, great movie. And, and you would walk away and go, wow. You would say, I really want to go see the rest of it. No, you don't really. No, but I really do. No, you don't really have to. There's, uh, there's other things you can do with the last, uh, you know, the next 55 minutes of your life. No, no, but I really want to see it. Okay, don't say I didn't warn you. And they then bring just, the kid back that was in the originals? Uh, a short round? No, yeah. he didn't come back. It would have been great if he came back. He just, he just won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. He could have shown up. Dr. Jones! Dr. Jones, right. I have an Oscar! Uh, no, they did not bring him back. Boo. And they did, well. And here's another spoiler. I'll give you this spoiler. They did not bring back Shia LaBeouf. He what? did not come back in the... No, there was... There was well, I'm no, not seeing it. I'm not going here. There was... There, <laughs> oh, there's no Shia LaBeouf! I'm not going like to see that. this movie. I'm out too. <laughs> No, there was no Shia LaBeouf. There was no, no Shia LaBeouf in this movie. What about just LaBeouf all. without Shia? No LaBeouf. No, no, nothing, nothing. Lame. They do, they do reference him, but he's not really? in the movie. Really? Yeah, they reference him, but he's not in the movie. They say Shia? They no, call him Shia? <laughs> Like, no, how slow is he in this movie? Because no, he's all really sudden, old now. All, all of a sudden, they come in and Harrison Ford goes running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. No, uh, no, they reference him. They don't mention it. Jason. Uh, he, yeah. How slow is he in this movie? Because he's really old now. He doesn't run a lot. They find well, I wonder it, they why. Find, they find an ingenious way to make everything thrilling. Like I said, it doesn't make it seem like he's, you know, all right, this guy can't be 80 years old and still running around like this. No, they really, they really have, they have really good ways of making it seem thrilling and not making it so far out of the ordinary that, oh, wow, really, that, that's what's going on. Really? He's, he's, he's leaping from roof to roof like this and swinging on his... He's on doing his, his own stunts no, no, no. like Tom Cruise? No, no, no he's not... <laughs> I felt it was over the top when he went over the, the mountain with the uh Oh, with the no spoil Whoa. No. <laughs> but that trailer was in it. They showed that trailer for uh, Mission Impossible. And, and the last shot of it, of course, is Cruz going over the mountain, leaping in the air. And I'm like, I can't wait for that next week, man. I can't wait IMAX for that record. IMAX is going to be ridiculous. Oh, I, I, th- I think we might go at midnight. Are we going? Tuesday. Oh, you want to go midnight on Tuesday? I'm well, so I gotta down. Go it's got to be the too, Dolby man. Cinema again. That's the only I, way to see the movie. Oh, that was so. Oh my God, I Harmon can take a nap again. Possible. Yeah, that's true. He did get Expensive a good nap, nap during John Wick Four. He, he, he fell asleep in a movie. Oh, Twice. oh, dude, dude, we went to go see John the Wick Four the night it came out. Right, we were all excited. It was it was a movie. We do it once in a while. We go we go as when, when there's a big movie out, especially when Tyshirt says, "Gee, I'm interested in this, but I don't want to pay." So I say, "Come on, let's go. We'll take you the movie." So we went to go see John Wick Four, and John Wick Four is so unbelievably good. I mean, this franchise just gets better and better. And uh, and Harmon got two good quality naps in oh. uh, to the point where both times when I woke him up, I said, "All right, here's what happened." And he caught up right away. But he got two good ten minute. Well, naps to in. his defense, Aaron, it's the theater where. It's the leather. See, it's basically a lazy boy that goes all the way back. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, but I mean, is, the rest Harman's, of you were able to make it through. Yeah, and the thing is, Harmon's always up to like five o'clock. That's what I was going to say. He goes home after the show and like he grades cards and 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 buys stuff online and buys memorabilia and tries to figure Stacks out a way. To, he does all of these things. He fights and, biker and, gangs too. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he what? stopped doing that actually. He, yeah, he lost a couple really bad, so he stopped doing that. And he gets yeah. surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it well, was tough. I was going to. So, that was what I was going to say. Was I was like, a, you said, oh, he got a few good naps, and I was like, I feel like he needs some sleep. Like I, I'm actually happy. Yeah. I. I will say, though, that does really open up the door for, you know, every time that I've worked with him, oh, you know, I get home, I can't really sleep, I can't do this, I can't, well, maybe you can't sleep, maybe you just need to turn the lights off and, uh, you know, sit in the chair or something. Put John Wick 4 on. Yeah, put yeah, John no, Wick 4 on. Dude, you're not going to sleep watching John Wick 4. I mean, I, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know what happened will. to him, but, I mean, look, I, 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 I don't understand, but... He fell asleep, but I get it. Sometimes I feel that way if I'm watching a movie. It could be the most entertaining movie in the world, but I'm like, you know what? I just need to close my eyes. I, I just need, I need to close my eyes for five minutes. I'm sorry. The movie is so good, but I just have to do it. But usually after one nap, I'm good. Like Harmon fell asleep a second time, and that's what, that's what <laughs> kind of got me. Like, okay, the one time, hey, we just did a four-hour show, and we're excited to go see the movie. Now we come down a little bit, but after the first time you wake up, it's like, dude, come on, man. You got, you got, you got to stay up here now. This is, this is, this is big stuff now. John, John Wick is trying to make Making up all these steps, man. He didn't. He didn't do this. You could fall asleep and not watch that. That's incredible. I just uh, the Harmon element of it has me has me all sorts of twisted. But he's an interesting character. That guy. I, like that. I, I feel bad that I, I potentially have taken his job, depending on how the top of the ninth year goes. But um, the Harmon element. That sounds like a movie. You ever see the Harmon element? It oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Harmon actually slept through most of it. That's kind of crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, he fell asleep. He fell asleep 15 minutes in. It's like most New Yorkers watching this Mets game here. Stop. Mets and the Padres are tied at three apiece. And again, Harmon doesn't come back, and Aaron Torres has the gig, and so does Kevin Wyatt. As long as the Mets keep winning, because when Harmon went on vacation, the Mets started winning. Well, when the does Mets Tommy Pham come up again? Tommy Pham will be coming. Uh, That's your best have, chance at winning. I know. They have, well, they got two on for Vogelback right now, so Pham's not coming up for a little bit. That's basically you if you were a Met. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do we know? That's, That's Jason, met. is it not, Aaron? Look. That's a big I boy mean, right I, there. I, 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 wait, that? Tommy Pham or Daniel Vogelback? Vogelback. Oh, come on, man. I'm not lefty. Come on. Vogelback. You know I'm not lefty. Come on. I got, I got wheels. I got wheels. I got, no, actually, Do we I know what's wheels. going on with these Padres uniforms, by the way? That's not good. Yeah. Is it like they look like the... The Will Ferrell movie? What was that? Uh, the basketball one? Oh, yeah. Where, oh, when he was, was that Tropic Thunder? What was that? The San Diego no, for something? For the Tropics. The San Diego the Tropics. Tropics. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. look like, yeah, I don't know if it's a throwback. Maybe it is. I don't I know. got Tropic, right? When he was Jackie Moon? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. No, no, they're very colorful. They're, they're very colorful. I, I, you know, I, I always default to the Padres should go back to the brown and yellow, the mustard yellow and the, oh, yeah. and the, and the, and the, uh, the, the Benito rich Santiago brown. Days. Oh, Semi-pro, Aaron. Semi-pro. This is what it says. They, uh, alternative City Connect uniforms. There you go. The yeah, tweet says, do that. two yeah. cities, two cultures, one home. I think it's, a, it's an ode to the Mexican-American population in San Diego because they, uh, they have green in their, in their flag. I don't see any pink in the Mexican flag, though, so I'm a this little confused. like uh, these should be the Marlin City Connect jerseys. Yeah. Oh, or they could be the jerseys that Marlins would wear, and they would stand outside when they had that big thing in the in the uh, left field. Yeah, like that, that whole big, big structure with all the colors on it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Twitter and how about a fresca? Aaron and Aaron underscore Torres, Jason Smith, at and from Mike Harmon tonight. Now it's funny you say this because I get to this story that uh, that came out today that's starting to uh, make ways and. 
Tom Brady and other oh, NFL no. players, but Tom Double Brady. Double play to end the game. And, and well, the, 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 oh, the half inning, I should oh. say. Wow. Did they really just pull that? My career is on the line here. Yeah, your career is on the line for that. Thank you very much. We wow. Yeah, you just. Well, all right. Harmon's, I guess Harmon's back on Monday. <laughs> I guess Harmon's back Monday. That's fine. If he falls what asleep a surprise. second two, just give what me a What a surprise, call, okay? Starling Marte. What a surprise. A guy, uh, what a surprise, Starling Marte. What a surprise. Guy's got 40 stolen bases. Nope, 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 nope. What a surprise. What a surprise. Again, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, So Tom Brady and other NFL players, you're now finding out just how much money they are losing on all these different cryptocurrency ventures. And we found out today that Brady lost $30 million in the collapse of cryptocurrency company FTX. Remember, he was an ambassador. He did commercials for them. Uh, he was still with Giselle Bunchen. He was doing this. Uh, FTX filed for bankruptcy last November. Uh, CEO Sam Bankman-Fried is facing federal fraud-related charges. Remember, they're trying to get him. They tried to get him back from overseas. Uh, Brady was one of the uh, people who's being sued by FTX investors who want repayment from their endorsements. Uh, also, in the past, Shaq has been sued. Larry David, Naomi Osaka, Steph Curry. You know, I just I I I see stories like this and I just go, man, athletes must just seem like marks sometimes. Like, I mean, you looked at cryptocurrency and I get the fad in it. But these people with a lot of money, hang on. Do you really think there's going to be an alternate way to pay for things? Do you really think we're going to have that? I mean, really, we've had one currency for money for years, right? And there's stocks and there's different ways. Years, to be liquid. centuries. There, there, there's different invent. Yeah. But do you really think, I mean, the players who said, I want to get paid in Bitcoin now. I want my entire signing bonus in Bitcoin. So, so I can't believe that people actually thought, hey, this is a new kind of money that's going to be worth more than regular money. And I'm going to get to cash out and use it like I use regular money. When did you think that was going to happen? When did you think? When did you think that was going to get okay? Yeah, you know what? Suddenly, yeah, we're, we're going to accept cryptocurrency like we accept cash or credit cards or anything else. Uh, the the number of celebrities that did they, that really thought new money was being invented and it was going to be worth more than the rest of it. I, I don't get. I mean, the commercials. Why, but what, these are all. Why do commercials for it then? If it's that bad, unless you have a you have a stake in it, and then you hear people talk about being a Ponzi scheme and everything else about it. You go, oh, now I kind now I kind of wonder why is this all happening this way i i just i i never understand how people with financial advisors and all kinds of things yeah i'm gonna get caught up in a new thing especially something like it's a new money that's gonna be worth more than the money we use right now yeah sign me up i want to i want to put some i, I want to put all my my uh, savings down on that i want to put cash down on that yeah new money that's gonna be worth in this money what could possibly go wrong i you know i'm so with you on this jason is i never understood the crypto um uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? The the excitement about it, and and you know, the I'm, crypto craze, the craze, crypto craze. yeah, not, not yeah. I just, I'll just be honest, like like I I never really understood it, and and I had a buddy like, dude, you got to get it, and I'm like, if I can't conceptualize something. Um, I don't want anything to do with it. And so it's like, oh, there's this money that exists in the ether and it's, you know, it's a this, but it's not a that. And it's like, no, I want to be able to go like, and I know a lot of places are going, um, 
you know, cashless right now, but like uh, I want to be able to go to an ATM and pull out what I need to pull out and know the actual value. So I never really understood the crypto phase. And I'm somebody, as you learned last night with threads, uh, I'd rather be a few steps too late and make sure it's legit than I would be the first one in the front door. So I was very surprised. Uh, I, I, I remain surprised that people are as into this stuff as they are, uh, but not surprised at the bubble burst. And obviously living in Los Angeles, we had a front row seat with uh, the former Crypto.com Arena, which hasn't been renamed yet. Is it still called Crypto? What is it called? It's still crypto, yes. Even though they, they stop like, paying you know, bills? Yeah, the yeah, check they, they, cashed. They, it's going to stay crypto. Yeah, they, they, they don't sell oh, it in the United check, States anymore, but it's still going to be the crypto.com. They're check com cashed, yeah. as in their, the, the, the actual money. So they had to yeah, actually correct. go get real cash to yes. pay the real so bills. So unless the Lakers want to give back money, it's going to stay crypto. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Again, oh, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, this is going to be perfect. Uh, be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Harmon out tonight. Aaron Torres in for Harmon. And I'll tell you, could be a permanent thing for Torres. I've told you, since Harmon's gone on vacation, the Mets have not lost. The Mets have just taken a 5-3 lead over the Padres. In the top of the 10th, Aaron Torres and Kevin Wyatt get to work every day as long as the Mets win. Harmon's out. You guys are in. Now we got to close this thing out in the 10th inning uh, to make it to tomorrow. But so far, so far, so good for you guys. Here's my question, though. Yeah. So... Obviously, you're not going to be in tomorrow. Uh, right. You know, you're you're big time. You take off Saturdays and Sundays and hang out with your family. Uh, does this only apply when you're in studio? When you, when you're on the air, like like if they lose tomorrow, but you're coaching your daughter, I mean, you might not even yeah. know about it. No, this is strictly on air. Okay, this cool, is strict- cool, yeah, cool. this is strictly on air. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like because if because if you're doing it, you know, Harmon will have to work a lot of stuff on the weekends. So that's going to be, you know, I want him to be able to still have that. So yeah, so that'll work. So it's strictly on air. Strictly in the words air. of the great Kenny Powers, yeah. Harmon bleeping out, Torres bleeping in. <laughs> there we go. I like the sound of that. Oh, well, not for boy. Harmon, but. Now, we'll have more on the debut of Wembenyama coming up in a couple of minutes. But, you know, you mentioned this earlier. We talked about getting stuff out there. And now here's Wembenyama and everything trending all over Twitter and threads. And is thread still going to be the big threat to to Twitter as we've seen the last couple of days? And I think there's like 80 million signups now for threads uh, over the course of the last 48 hours. It's insane. But let me tell you this, because now after getting a chance to peruse some of threads today, I will tell you the couple of, of things that need to be solved uh, before I before I really start to really liking to adopt it. Like, for instance, you can't personalize your feed. Like, you get people in your feed that are just suggested to you by Meta. Like, I, I can't say, okay, I want to, I only want to see from the people that I follow. Like, I only want to hear from Aaron Torres and Justin Frostberg and Alex. Pat- no, no, you get people you don't follow in your feed, and there's nothing you do about it. So I, I kind of I don't like that. I, I don't. I don't I just, why, yes. why, why are you going to give me people that I don't know? I don't care about what they say. I want to be able to follow the people that I care about what they say. So so that's the first one. Uh, the other thing is there's no like hot topics, right? Like like we told you the big lesson that Elon Musk needed to learn from this is that Twitter is a news aggregating site. It is a news breaking site. It's not a stay in touch. How do I make money off of this? It's not Facebook. It is a news site, and this is where people go to for news. I want to be able to go to, to Threads for News, and I want to be able to find what people are talking about, what the big topics are, in whether it's sports or politics or something else, and there's nowhere for that. So that's a couple of things, I think, that need to be figured out before I really say, hey, I can embrace Threads here and really jump over and start doing more stuff there. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy jump into, to a, with those couple of things that I really want that I just aren't going to get right now. So I... I'm still not on threads. I, I think to me, there's two things that stand out beyond what you said. One, if the newsmakers that I care about are exclusively there, and that's what that would be my play if I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Say, hey, Adrian Wojnarowski, I'll pay you 
$20 million a year, because what is that to Mark Zuckerberg? $20 million a year, but you can only put your content on threads. Adam Schefter, the same, you know, uh, uh, whatever. And and I don't think that's a conflict, by the way, with ESPN, because, of course, ESPN, of course, they're a different deal. So that's one. I think the other thing for me is with threads, I need to see, is it a place, even if people migrate over there, is it a place that you can have a fun conversation when stuff is actually going on? Because as much as Twitter sucks sometimes, it is a lot of fun during a big game, a big event. Now, we haven't had those, and we will not have those probably until football season, but that to me is what stands out. Twitter is still fun during a big live sporting event. I I don't know if Threads will have that capability. Yeah, because you want to be able to respond to the people that you're listening to. And you can't like like I, I got all these people that I don't know who they are. Oh, there's finally saying there's Aaron, Aaron Torres. I'll respond to what he's saying. It makes it harder to find. So there's there's some things that need to be figured out as far as that goes. It just launched today, but there needs to be some things to get figured out. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Threads at the real Jason S. Aaron Torres on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, so that those are kind of the other things. The other thing is really quick is it needs a website version. But we'll have more on Wembenyama coming up next, Fox. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.